This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim, Pastor Michael, and Pastor Craig, you're in the studio. This week, we're answering questions about the spiritual realm and spiritual warfare. So, Pastor Michael, what is our question for today? Uh, I'm going to read it as it's written. Uh, It says, is there an eternal damnation? Uh, Grammatically speaking, I'm not sure I totally 100% understand. So, I'm going to go with what I think they're saying. Um, Is eternal damnation real? And let's give a shotgun answer. Yes. Yes, Yes, it is. Awesome. The question, though, is who is that addressed to? Mm -hmm. Is that human beings that have not trusted Christ? Is hell real? Is eternal damnation uh, hell as mm-hmm. we would portray it, as it's portrayed in scripture? Yep. Satan, or is it beast, Satan? which yeah. it was created for Satan and his angels, demons, and then anybody who does not trust in Jesus right. ends up in the in the pit as well. So it's, it's real, it's eternal, um, and the way out is faith in Jesus Christ. Right. So this, this is a passage in the book of Revelation, it states this very clearly in Revelation 20, and it needs to be said, we said it on Sunday, but it needs to be said in the podcast, Satan is not in hell right now. No, and, no, and no. the no, demons are not in hell right, right now. Right here on earth. They're alive and well on planet earth. So uh, hell was created for the devil and his angels, and uh, it was not created for human beings. However, it will. it is created for anyone with eternal uh, ongoing rebellion against God, which is the definition of demon and That's right. and devil and human beings who have the ability to do that as well. Revelation mm-hmm. 20 says this, uh, this is the end time final judgment. Then I saw a great white throne and, and him who was seated on it from his presence, earth and sky fled away. No place was found for them. And I saw the dead great and small standing before the throne. Books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done, and that is a reference to whether or not they know Christ as their Savior and are are clothed with his righteousness instead of their own. Verse 13, the sea gave up the dead who were in it, death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, and each one of them according to what they had done. Death and Hades were then thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire, and if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake. Sounds eternal. Sounds eternal and clear. Next question. Why did God allow Satan to have control or influence over the earth? Great question. Great question. And I'm going to be honest, I have thought about this extensively, and I really believe there's only one system of theology that can accurately handle this question. Um, And uh, I'm going to be honest that there is, it's not, and it never will be, an easy answer. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, it doesn't matter, even though there is only one good, healthy system of theology that does make sense of this question. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even mean that it's like a yay, that was a wonderful answer that you know gives me goosebumps and joy. You know, so um, so Craig, without even articulating what the healthiest system of theology on planet Earth is, um, <laughs> it has answer five the, points just in case you're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you would be so kind as to uh, articulate this, um, what was going on in God's mind? When he looks at Satan, knowing knowing the fallout. I mean, again, here's my question. By the way, just a little caveat here. I'm I'm God, and I put Adam and Eve in the garden. But you know who's already in the garden? Mm-hmm. Satan. Satan. Who's already cast onto the earth? Mm-hmm. You yes. know. Um, so God knew exactly what he was doing. Like this was not an accident. God mm-hmm. walked away from the circumstance. He left them to fend for themselves. He knew the outcome. You know. Um, and again, 
so why why would he even do this? Why would he give him complete control? It seems over the earth. Um, and then again, Jesus obviously disarmed. But what's he? What's going on in his mind? Difficult question because the difference is between how an unbeliever and a believer will filter this information and. It comes down to your view of God. God is greater than us, and when he created us, he created us in his image. We have this ability to obey God or not obey God. Nothing else in all creation has that ability. And so we needed a catalyst, or God needed a catalyst, in order to get us uh, to the point where we could make that choice, and Satan became a big part of that catalyst. Mm. Also ourselves, our own fallen nature, right? Our own own, uh, image of God gone awry. Uh, because we want to please ourselves rather than please God. So it's not always the devil's fault. The devil mm-hmm. always doesn't make us do it, but right. he becomes a catalyst so that when we say no to him or no to self and we say yes to God, we live out the image as God intended for that to be lived out. And when we know Christ is our Savior, we're given this, the Spirit of God, fills us and gives us this ability to overcome any temptation and anything that Satan would bring against us and live a life of obedience. We call that worship. Let me just poke. Okay, if I'm God... Um... Why doesn't he? Why does he give Satan so much control? I mean, does he really need to go this far? Yeah, that's a good question too. Ultimately, it it comes down to the more Satan is, uh, the the more freedom Satan has to work in the world, and the more we deny him that ability to work mm-hmm. in the world, the more we allow God's glory to permeate through the darkness. Mm-hmm. And so we, I like what you say, Michael. We. The more the church lives as it should around the globe, the more we put to shame who the devil is and yeah. what he stands for. We he he is a he is a, an ant in God's sight. Mm-hmm. We give him way too much credit sometimes. Rightfully, we need to be aware that he's there, but ultimately, greater is he than is in us than he that is in the world. Yeah, I think the part the non-Christian is going to be really aggravated about is the fact that God could stop this, um, but clearly mm-hmm. does not want to because he doesn't. I mean, God always does what he wants to do. But he will eventually take care of that. He will. And um, one of my um, firm convictions is that God is not a helpless wimp in heaven who's trying to let the battle play itself out. And he's all like, who's going to win? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, but that God is ordaining and allotting Satan an incredible amount of influence and even the ability to oppress and execute Christians globally, daily, minute by minute. And you might, again, say, if God is good, then he would intervene. Why is he letting the war go on with such severity? And uh, I would say God is obsessed with getting the most amount of glory. And apparently, um, he gets a whole lot of glory when people who are being persecuted um, show forth his value and the victory of Jesus Christ by not relenting um, and not denying Jesus Christ. Apparently, there is something sweet and beautiful to God about that event um, that he would allow this to go on, and he gets the most amount of glory in that process. And we may look at that and say, oh, I don't like that. And then Paul chimes in and says, okay, I'll, I'll summarize. Like The future glories far outweigh the current suffering. Yeah, that's right. The only reason you have an issue with that is because you don't understand what's coming and your understanding of what's coming is far too small. If you really understood the future glories, then the current sufferings of this world would be literally nothing. Um, we think they're big because this is all we know. And perspective. So the unbeliever is not going to understand anything that you just said because Correct. their goal is to make their lives comfortable as possible. Easy, happy, healthy, for wealthy, the, comfortable. For, exactly. And I would too, if I was, if I didn't have Jesus and I didn't have his worldview no informing my present and future, then yeah. for sure, I'd be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right. 
But for us as believers, we understand there's a greater thing going on. God has a greater purpose in mind, and our suffering can put to shame the works of the devil right. in the world around us. We can allow God to receive glory yep. through our pain. Because God's greatest agenda is not my current happiness. Right. It is his glory. Yep. And if my current sadness brings him more glory, then he may permit that to happen. Yeah, and he'll work through those circumstances yep. to make us more holy. Now, if you are not ascribing to our theological persuasion, you're upset with us, and we love you, and you're amazing. Um, but that's, I believe, the only perspective that will make sense of why God allows Satan to have this much freedom. And somebody might say, all right, so why does this keep going on? Like like you're saying. And the other part of that is every time God receives glory, more captives are taken captive for Jesus. Mm. And so in 2 Peter 3, um, it says in verse 3, knowing this, first of all, scoffers will come in the last day scoffing, following their sinful desires. They will say, where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they have from the beginning of creation. So they're saying, why do you need a God? Everything is just continuing as it always has been ever since time began. Mm. But they deliberately overlooked this fact that heavens existed long ago. The earth was formed out of water and through the word of God. If we jump down to verse 8, it says, Don't overlook this one fact, beloved. With the Lord, one day is as a thousand years. A thousand years is as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And so that is the purpose for the ongoing war. Mm. There are still people left to come into the kingdom. Yep. And our suffering that bring God brings God glory screams mm. about God's grace. All right, next question. Are children susceptible to spiritual attacks? Or do they have special protection? Maybe we'd say, are they more susceptible? Craig, what do you think? I think so, because children are, they have this innocent flair about them. And I think Satan knows that. Um, they're the ones that, you know, play the games. And they're more curious they're by way nature. They're more curious. And they don't have the, the ability to have good borders, good barriers up to ward off. Discernment. Yeah, discernment is yeah. the word. They're these innocent little creatures that Satan, because his, his will is to crush the world, he works through them, yep. and and he works through he works through everybody. I'm not saying that he doesn't. I'm just saying these these are easy pickings for and him. And because of that, God, I, I believe, has given layers of protection for kids. So one of the primary layers that we don't see, Matthew eighteen ten, literally references a set of angels who are designated for the protection of children, mm -hmm. uh, which is a weird thought. Like mm -hmm. it's not some like you know weird throwback to Roman Catholicism and guardian angels. Like it's actually Matthew eighteen ten is in there. There's another level of protection for kids, which is the nuclear family, mm. which is huge. You know, moms and dads made, designed by God to raise children in their home with a level their homes. of protection and yeah. to protect their homes. It's super important. And beyond that is is what is supposed to be a, a culture that is formed, um, what we call by a Judeo-Christian ethic. You you do get some cultures where they throw that out the window and the most susceptible are going to be the children. And, yeah. and, and so are they more susceptible? Yes. Um, does, do they have, are they intended by God to have more layers of protection? Yes. But do those layers like falter all the time? Yes. I'm amazed at the amount of questions that I get from adults about this one subject. And then you start probing a little bit and they share with me how they, as children did the Ouija boards and the, the yeah, jumped into the board, yep. all those things. Uh, and I think that simple curiosity is what Satan uses to get his yep. foot in the door with our kids. And strategically it, it makes sense. I mean, if, if the demonic world wants to influence people, why not attack the youngest? Yep. Why not go after the youngest? Yeah. And then you have them for life yep. versus, okay, we're going to get someone on their deathbed and then the demonic forces are right, going right, to come right, around. Right, right, right. How yeah. much influence that can, can that person have? Sort of like 
what Hitler did and what Saddam Hussein did. You know, take you take the children. You take the children. ISIS you is doing them. that even today. Oh yeah, fourteen-year-old yes. just blew himself up. It's unbelievable what kids are actually doing. And they have kids doing the executions yep. now because oh, if they can man. get them when they're young and, yep. and they can buy right. them when they're young, they yep. got them for life. Wow. All right, last question of the day. One more question. How do I know my home or marriage is under spiritual oppression and what could be the cause of it? Um, Pastor Tim, what say you? Well, again, it's one of these difficult questions. Is it under uh, Mm. demonic oppression? I don't know if this person's asking this question who is a believer or who is not accepted Christ as their Savior. We know that this is real. We've already said that many times. Um, Typically, for me, the way I process this, if we're talking about overt uh, demonic forces, there has to be some kind of openness to that, of receiving that in. Typically... If, if if demonic forces are actively working in a home, something has invited them in. Someone in that home has invited them in. Like intentionally invited or accidentally? Because sometimes I can do things yes and, as a person that... Yes and yes. Yes, okay. You know, it doesn't mean that they may have opened themselves up to uh, media. They may have opened them up to some of the things that we talked about just in that last question. Mm. They may have unintentionally invited them but they may have also invited them by just experimenting or being curious right. about mm-hmm. the demonic world. The spiritual oppression part of it, though, you can have spiritual oppression on a home without having the demons being Absolutely. involved. I mean, that can spiritual oppression can come simply because of our fallen nature and our, yep. our desire to please ourselves rather than please God. A huge distinction you got to make Big there. Distinction, so demons yeah. can oppress, sin can oppress. Right. Yep. And Satan and demons will use sin, but it, because there's and both oppression. Of are, both of them are spiritual in nature. Well, Our right. sin yeah. is spiritual in nature, yes. and demonic forces are spiritual in nature. The thing right. is, I don't think we need that much help to be the worst that we can be. Yep. No. And so yep. we have a tendency to blame the devil for a lot of stuff, but if we just let ourselves go, we'd be very surprised at how bad we can be yep. on right. our own. Which is huge, because just because everything is going awry does not mean that it is demonic That's in right. nature. All right, Michael, why don't you wrap us up? Where are we going tomorrow? Oh, man, we got a lot of questions. Um, how helpful do you think Frank Peretti's depiction dis- 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 <laughs> <laughs> dis- 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 <laughs> of spiritual warfare in this present darkness series? All right, good, that one. So, and then uh, do demonic possessions still happen today? Um, can you be, people are claiming to be spiritual, but they don't know Jesus. Is that possible? Um, how do you discern area of deception in our lives? Good questions. These are rocking. So let's come back tomorrow and we will not them out.